how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Overclocked Podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. This is the podcast where we discuss the very best in video game music. Super excited to be back. I'm Stephen Kelly. And I'm his brother, Brian Kelly. And we have just a fantastic slate of gorgeous music from a venerable composer who is exceptionally good. Yes. At at music. At music. I couldn't have said it better myself, Stephen, and that disturbs me. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, Brian, we are fortunate enough to be talking about Jake Kaufman's uh, good soundtrack for Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment. Golly. I know, right? I'll call your golly and raise you a wowie zowie. Gadzooks. Yes. So, let's jump right into the first track. All right. Be my guest. Okay. <clears throat> or you could be my guest. There's another potential idea. You haven't listened to Spectre of Torment either, have you? Yep. Nope. This is a problem. <sighs> well, that was a silly topic to put in the show notes. I thought I thought you wrote the show notes. What? But but if you and I, well then who? Wait a second. Yo, Carl B. What's happening? I'm. I'm genuinely asking. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, about that. Remember that zany moment in MAGFest when we simultaneously rounded the same corner carrying the next four months of show notes from our respective shows and our respective book bags? And then, kablamo! We collided and the pages went everywhere and a troop of Katamari Damacy cosplayers mistook us for Power Glove's confetti machine? Hello? Carl B? I think you scared him off with the kablamo thing. It was a dramatic... Oh, 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 Will! Hey, Will! Will, what's up? It's Will! I was just piecing the clues together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. Right. In short, MAGFest confetti machine, I think we got your show notes by mistake. We're trying to sound musically literate in a professional setting here, but, you know, square peg, round hole. Yeah. Uh, Okay. No, 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 no. No worries at all. This was... Totally our bad. Don't give it another thought. Seriously, don't. I'm all embarrassed now. All right. Okay. Well, sayonara, pal. Tell Carl B. to stay cool. Oh, boy. That was a close one. Considering the fact that we almost single-handedly destroyed the Super Mercado Bros podcast, I'm a little surprised you were able to work things out with them. Yeah. You know what I always say. Where there's a will, there's a way. Let's go, Steven. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry about that technical mix-up there, guys. Uh, I think we're on the right podcast now. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Hopefully we are, because uh, this is the podcast I prefer to be on, because it has my name on it, you know? I think this is the podcast that shares and discusses the very best in video game music. Uh, and my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Uh, yeah. You've probably already heard that today, maybe, um, from the Kellys. So Yeah, so as they did mention, we are listening to music from Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment today. So they did get that right. But uh, yeah, pretty much everything else I would disregard. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to listen to this amazing DLC uh, game that came out for the Switch. And it's going to come out for all the other systems quite soon. This is the third or the second DLC of Shovel Knight the third uh, soundtrack of in this series by Jay Kaufman. And it is so rocking. It is so awesome. I'm really excited to listen to this great music today. 
It is so classical. Um, it is very with classical. With a capital C, uh, this music sounds like Mozart. It sounds like Haydn. It sounds like Bach at times. Um, it's really incredible writing. And as some of you know, those gentlemen rocked almost as much as anyone. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's such a Could natural Could you say they pairing. rocked? I would they say rocked they rocked. Like Bach. This, is, this is Bach rock. That's definitely what I would describe this. So what you guys heard playing in quite a bit ago <laughs> during all that chaos was the track From the Shadows. Now, that's a really awesome remix of Planes of Passage, and we're going to hear a lot more of that. So a huge part of the Spectre of Torment soundtrack uh, finds Jake doing remixes, revisiting original Shovel Knight music, and just amping everything up. And there's new material, there's new bridges in, in pretty much all these songs. There's a lot of amazing music, and it's also kind of nice fan service for people that want to hear uh, those melodies they love from the original. So should we get into it, Will? Let's do it. I have just been thoroughly enjoying uh, listening to this music this week. Me too. I will say, Jake Kaufman is the composer that his music so resonates with me on a visceral level. It captures mm -hmm. all the elements of music you would want it to. It balances intellect and emotion and sheer physicality. But it's this kind of thing of both inspiring me and also making me want to quit music. It's so good. Absolutely. So let's move on to an original piece of music. Uh, this is called One Dark Night, composed by Jake Kaufman from Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment. Here we go. That was One Dark Night from Spectre of Torment, composed by Jay Kaufman. When we were listening to this, I was wondering if we should have faded up earlier, and I asked Will, should we just play this whole thing? He's like, you don't interrupt Mozart, and you don't interrupt Kaufman. <laughs> uh, and one reason why this does remind me of Mozart is if you watch any of Jake's Twitch streams, uh, and, and you can actually, uh, for the past few months, you could see a lot of him working on this music, Watching him work on Tracker, it does remind me of a modern-day Mozart. He's such a prodigy at writing music so quickly. It's just oozing out of him like it's the easiest thing in the world. And the music that we're left with is so expressive and wonderful. 
Yeah, it's really amazing. Uh, particularly the first chunk of this score is all original music, and it's all very classical in terms of its presentation. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, both Plague of Shadows and the original Shovel Knight soundtrack as having very clear classical influences for a lot of the music. Um, but Spectre of Torment goes even further to the point that a lot of these opening tracks, they really wouldn't need any um, polish or brush up to be an authentic piece of classical music it's mm-hmm. just that it's happening on an nes it's absolutely crazy yeah, it feels like he with every single iteration of shovel knight you're right he got deeper and deeper into the roots there's some of these tracks that feel very castlevania ish mm-hmm. which totally makes sense but he's getting deeper into the roots of castlevania than any castlevania track like you said it sounds so authentic to the classical and the baroque eras but you know, you do have some some rock, you have some drums, you have some really fast-paced shredding stuff. So it, it definitely feels at home in video games as well. I think part of the reason for that is because there's so much classical influence in the heyday of video game music. Well, and something that I love about this track in particular, and it happens with some of the, the narrative pieces in uh, some of the Shovel Knight music, uh, his incredible freedom with implementing tempo changes um, and all of this music was tracked uh, it was all created using um, instrument trackers which yeah. are you know without a lot of finesse come across as having very square metrical sounds and Jake Kaufman routinely breaks that up by having pieces in a waltz tempo or by doing really fast and subtle speed changes to make it sound expressive like it's being performed with this rubato and there's something so charming about hearing an 8-bit nes being that expressive it's unlike anything i can say there's almost just a humor in it innately Well, now we're going to move on to another amazing original piece of music. This is Will's favorite track in the game. This is The Magic Mirror, composed by Jay Kaufman. Enjoy, guys. You guys are listening to The Magic Mirror from Spectre of Torment, composed by the one and only Jake Kaufman. This, almost out of anything in the whole score, is just on the nose. Like, I'm actually really surprised that this isn't a Mozart piece of music. It's just, how is this video game music from 2017? It just boggles the mind. 
It's so Beethovenian, uh, and it's actually constructed in sonata form. Uh, hmm. You have this A theme that's very rhythmic and active, and of the character of a lot of classical pieces that use sonata form. And then it has that B theme in the relative major key region. Right. Again, this is all principles established by Haydn. Uh, and then it has that whole development section in the middle, and then it has a recapitulation at the end. This is a classically structured piece just as much as it is classical in terms of its melody and harmony. But wow, I mean, I, I if, if this was a student work, you know, Jake Kaufman would get an A plus for any kind of form and analysis class. Uh, but <laughs> I, I honestly think it goes above and beyond any kind of assignment that could exist like it's so expressive and really just flawlessly put together like i, I my jaw just dropped uh when i first heard this piece it's just yeah incredible. particularly i will say the first chunk of the soundtrack definitely wowed both of us the most and it's cool because that's the original chunk that's all brand new music that's not featuring um, you know, rehashed melodies from the original Shovel Knight. And he's just completely outdid himself. I think this score has something for everyone because you have the new melodies that, you know, people like me and Will are yearning for. You have amazing, like, rocking, blood-pumping remixes of Shovel Knight music, which a lot of people are excited about. It just has everything. Well, now we're going to move on to a really beautiful waltz called Both Eyes Open, composed by Jake Kaufman. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Both Eyes Open from Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment, the second DLC release. Uh, and if you have a Switch, you're able to already play this game, and very, very soon you're going to be playing it on the other systems as well. Oh my goodness, I think the unsung hero of uh, these original pieces by Jake uh, are the, the bass, the triangle channel. It's so expressive and melodic in the way that a good classical bass is. Uh, back in that era, there wasn't as much of this kind of difference between the bass, the, the, the melody, the chord. It was all, everything almost had an equal role. Right. And the bass are, are, were so moving and expressive and melodic, whereas once we get into more modern times, typically the bass is kind of relegated to something a little bit more simplified, maybe just playing the roots, right. sometimes the fifth. Um, but definitely a lot more simplified, whereas this is just dancing all over the place and everything. Right. This is true counterpoint right here. 
Yeah, I mean, it's that concept of polyphony. A lot of modern music we experience, we would be described as either homophonic or heterophonic, where even if the music has different roles, there's a clear dichotomy of melody, accompaniment, bass, uh, everything has its roles. But yeah, in contrapuntal music, which was particularly popular in the Baroque period, that idea of every single voice assuming a unique independence, and oftentimes that was done with images where you have uh, a small little phrase that um, it catches your ear. So rather than just listening to a melody in the context of the harmonies, um, your ear is jumping around and focusing on different uh, moving lines. That's one of the great things about yeah. Western classical music is all that interaction. And uh, it's so Jake exciting. Kaufman is so great at that because he has those natural instincts for syncopation and groove. Well, and, and I think interaction is one element of classic video game music that when I when I hear something really great, it has that. It has that interaction. That's something that for, you know, right. in a totally different uh, style the sonic music has is that constant interaction between all the different parts and that For is sure. you're right it's kind of a remnant of the classical era that was the peak of that like just extreme interaction well, because if, if you examine a contrapuntal piece, particularly by a great master composer, you'll notice that if there's a rhythmic subdivision, say eighth note or sixteenth note, it tends to continue. You know, it's almost like establishing a pulse or a groove, and it switches between voices. So maybe the bass is moved for two eighth notes and then sustain over the bar, but then the right hand takes over and then the left hand takes over. I'm right. thinking of it in terms of like organ music, but it happens all over the place. The other thing I so love about what Jake's doing here, the classical idea of a development section, taking these uh, simpler themes, these motives, and extrapolating on them mm. and changing their context and developing upon them. That's such a sure. classical idea. But uh, these pieces are very far from having simple song forms. And one of the right. things we love about video game music is that it has some accessible melodies and it's these basic song forms. And what I think is so interesting is that here, Jake has already proven himself in that classic video game sound. Now it seems like he's wanting to go one step further into actually doing an authentic replication of classical music, and it's so marvelous. Well, I this is what I said last time, but do you guys want to hear a beautiful waltz again? <laughs> in a totally different vein, this is more of a happy major key uh, waltz, but it's it's this might be my personal favorite uh, new piece of music in the game. I'm going to let Will introduce this non-English titled track. Uh, this would be Incompleto Sin T. Here we go.
You guys are listening to Incompleto Scene T. Uh, not sure what language. Um, yeah, th- this this is so beautiful here. I think this is my personal favorite. I, I watched one of his Twitch live streams when he was working on this track, and it was such a joy to kind of hear him slowly input one note at a time. And he just does it in such a way that is... It's almost unnerving because it feels like when you're looking at him and watching him do it, that you're watching this like guy like code a website or something so not expressive or like artistic the way that he's actually doing it. But then you listen to what he's creating by inputting the zeros and ones, and it's just so beautiful. Oh my god, it's like that's a genius. See, that's the thing. I, I don't think that's too far separated from some of the great classical masters that sure. wrote really fast and they knew what they heard and they wrote it down and they moved on. Absolutely. Um, nowadays we have different connotations obviously when somebody's composing on the computer um, but Jay Kaufman just has that incredible inner ear. You know what I love about artists that are able to work really fast and produce a lot of music like a high high uh, quantity of music is that even if everything they do isn't going to be stellar you wait a couple months and there's going to be way more. You know, it's like you're always going to get much, much more. And there's going to be a higher number of amazing things than if you just sat around and tried to perfect something for a year and tweaked and tweaked and tweaked. Then, you know, you're just left with a smaller body of work, you know, when you look at that that person's entire career. So someone like Jake, I mean, not only are, I would say, most of his tracks amazing, but he just produces so much music so fast. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a fine balance. You don't want to just rush out anything and i don't think that's what jake does at all he and just I don't works think fast that's what you're yeah. saying um but his music is also very intellectual though is i i don't get the sense that he's just like and eh, doing whatever he's a really smart guy and his brain and his intuitive yeah. physical athletic like compositional brain just works really fast and i think it's not the same for everybody a lot of other people working fast won't sound this good but jake kaufman is an anomaly he is like a prodigy well well i'm glad you you kind of made that more clear because that is what's evident when you watch those videos is that he is an absolute prodigy and his brain works on a totally different speed than any other human being it's so clear especially like um, I I always kind of fancied myself as like a pretty good like keyboard drummer. You know how I a lot of times I'll like make beats and I'll play them on the keyboard like a drum set. Uh, you gotta watch Jay Kaufman play keyboard drums. It's absolutely insane. He's like the best keyboard drummer I think in the world. That's amazing. I, I want to mention a couple of things about this track before we move on, since I think it is so fantastic. Uh, also, borrowing from um, classical music traditions again, this one really reminds me of like a French operetta. It kind of reminds me of the music from Lachme by uh, Leo Delibes. There's some famous music from that, but there's a lot of uh, the there's a lot of memorable music from that opera that has these kind of third based um, melodies that are harmonized in thirds and I think that's the kind of idiom that he's going for here this very light um, almost comic opera music um, that's happening here and it, it sounds very classical but not necessarily it doesn't sound like piano music it, it really has a, a, a lighter kind of sound well I'm really excited to now move into this next and biggest chunk of the soundtrack these are really blood pumping remixes of Shovel Knight music featuring a lot of original content. So, so fun. Let's check out the very first one. It's called In the Halls of the King. 
Um, and that uh, has melodic material from Pride More Keep from Shovel Knight. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to In the Halls of the King from Spectre of Torment, which is remixing the Pride More Keep. And what I think is so brilliant, especially if you think about the order of the soundtrack, is this is transitioning really nicely into the more Shovel Knight, modern kind of rock style that we're going to get for most of the soundtrack. Because this is the most wildly different remix that he does in the game. He's basically making the Pride More Keep into a major key. <laughs> He's taking this right. that this this really uh, effective minor key song and making it major key. It's crazy how much it works and it feels so natural. And if you're a fan of the original, it's going to make you smile. It might make you laugh a little bit. Well, and there's a lot of things he's doing under the hood to make it work. Uh, it, it's not so simple that it's like he just raises all of the thirds to make it major. Right. It's in a classical way, things are led to in a way that makes sense uh, tonally. And uh, w- what's so incredible to me, yeah, the, all the intellectual mechanisms happening under the hood to kind of justify some of those moments that you would think could only function in a minor key. It's really brilliant. And this is a technique we're going to see a lot in this soundtrack actually um, and, it, and it goes both ways you know we'll notice sections that are in a minor key be presented in major even if just for a small portion or things that were in major now being presented minor things that were modal now have a more classical sound to them it really sure. seems like uh that's what he's going for is the overall aesthetic of this game. You know, all, all those kind of um, almost cliche piano ornamentations uh, with the trills and everything. I, I love that whole kind of presentation. And it's, again, so charming hearing that stuff on the NES. It's really a wonderful palette that he's landed on here, I think. I couldn't be more excited, guys, to move on to this week's Track of the Week. <laughs> It is Hidden by Night, again from Spectre of Torment, and this time he is remixing The Lich Yard from Shovel Knight, which in a lot of people's opinion is the best track from Shovel Knight. It's an incredible piece of music. He's taking it to new territories here. I'm really excited for you guys to hear the bridge of the song. It happens about about one minute and 20 seconds through. Uh, It's just really, really awesome. I'm excited to play Hidden by Night from Spectre of Torment.
Smokes, uh, there were definitely some people that I saw were making some connections to the Castlevania series. A little bit of bloody tears in here as far as how how that riff uh, is working against the melody. Right. This is so amazing. I really do think he's kind of elevating uh, that Lichyard melody. It's just so epic. And when it comes back, you know, even something from a couple years ago, when enough time passes and you hear it in this new uh, setting, it just makes you realize how amazing that original music was here. And in, in some ways, he is elevating this. This is just a phenomenal piece of video game music. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing where when you're listening to it, you might not necessarily credit the arrangement for everything because you're like, yeah, this is just kind of... Sometimes when we hear remixes, we're like, yeah, it's resting on the laurels of what was great about the original. But if you actually compare and contrast, you'll notice how much this is doing different in terms of melodic alteration and specifically just with all these wonderful counter melodies. There's a moment I particularly enjoy right before the B section or like the chorus, you could say, where uh, the counter melody actually hints at a bit of that melodic flavor towards the end of the A section. It's almost like foreshadowing it. I think that's really clever. Also, sure. Jake Kaufman's harmonies are so rich. That final C section, Carl called it a bridge, um, but it just has this incredible rich sense of harmony that is somewhere in between jazz and classical. Well, what um, I loved about that so section is that definitely felt the most modern as far as music history. That felt like you're getting into like pop, like kind of jazz pop music, right? which is so cool, especially in the context of that track. It's just so wildly different, and oh gosh, that's amazing. And again, but it's still motivic in a classical way. It's using the principal elements of uh, the main melodic idea and taking them through a new chord sequence. Uh, yeah, sure. Really excellent stuff, and I love the Castlevania treatment of that intro. Me too. Well, now we're going to move on to a track called The Price of Doing Business, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is remixing Iron Whale from Shovel Knight. Let's take a listen.
guys are listening to The Price of Doing Business. What an amazing remix of Iron Whale. And, you know, as you can hear in this, some of these later sections, he's really exploring some new territories. Almost has um, like a dubstep feel yeah. in terms of the groove. It's, it's a very fresh, very tasteful take on that. It's definitely really changing up the groove. Uh, pretty much every one of these remixes is much faster than the original and much more frantic as far as the rhythm section goes. You know, the drums are just shredding here. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's very faithful. It's definitely, it has a lot of reverence to the original. He's not, and this is something that is kind of uh, a taste thing, but he's not really changing a lot of the specific notes. He's just maybe right. adding things around it. What's interesting is that Jake Kaufman got his start, uh, fittingly enough, in the remix community. And so it's great to, in this case, hear him do just an incredibly clever remix of a piece by Minami Matsumai and a lot of his music that's treated as uh, theme and variation you know it's almost like his early years were in preparation for something like this when he has to work time and again you know this is the second DLC um, where he's kind of revisiting these themes again and he always finds a new approach and a new way to go back to that material and yeah that just is his testament it's a testament to the durability of those original themes that they that they can kind of withstand all these different presentations sure but it's also goes back to just how clever and well musically versed he is all of his soundtracks sound different and kind of are resting on some kind of genre hook that uh, seems to carry everything through. And you can just tell Jake Kaufman is somebody who has eclectic tastes and loves all different kinds of music in that wide breadth of exposure, I think, lets his music have this versatility to it. Well, now we're going to move on to another remix. And, uh, you know, you'll have to pardon me. I don't think I know exactly every old Shovel Knight track. I just know that, you know, uh, most of these are remixes, if not all of these from here on out. So uh, I'll try to remember as, mu- as many as I can. Maybe we'll yeah, that last one was one. from the underwater level. I yeah, think. yeah. Iron Whale. Let's take a listen to this next one, which is Facing the Task. listening to Facing the Task. This is amazing. This is from Jake Kaufman's Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment soundtrack. You know, I think this is a great example of a track that works both ways. For a fan of the original soundtrack, you're listening for those melodies and you're enjoying where he's changing it, where he's maybe 
starting a melodic phrase and then sustaining a note instead of continuing it and kind of leaving that and moving on to something new, changing the chords. Uh, Very fun, very free. But, you know, part of me wants to imagine someone listening to this who hasn't heard the original. And I think they would very much enjoy this just on its own merits. There's a lot to enjoy here. This one's kind of a... is more faithful to the harmonic structure and the melodic identity of the original. And I get a sense that this is just probably a tune that Jake's really proud of. Um, And he does kind of extrapolate upon some of the rhythmic ideas. uh, But yeah, it's just kind of a perfect song. I think this is from the uh, Mole Knight stage. I believe that's called The Lost City. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, That sounds right. I might be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna it go. Is. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you're right. Uh, let's move on to another track, and I believe I listened to just a few seconds when Will was talking. If I'm not mistaken, this is from Clockwork Tower from the original Shovel Knight. At least it's remixing that music, right? So let's take a listen to Tools of War. <laughs> guys are listening to tools of war from specter of torment well what are your thoughts on this remix uh maybe compared to the way that he's approached the other remixes so far in the score well it's interesting he's taking something that was uh, much more groovy in this kind of you know pop jazz minor sound right. and brings it into this almost mixolydian sounding film music harmony major you know this sounds like <laughs> something from like uh, Robin Hood and the Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really rousing, and it's in much more of a classical presentation of tempo. Some of the grooviness is gone, but emotionally, it's much more heroic, and I think that's kind of cool. It's very cool. Yeah, I think one thing that I really kind of respect, there's there's no, no one could ever say that Jake was phoning in any of his work on Shovel Knight. I mean, with the first one, it was just such this brand new style and this new territory so many so great much excitement themes great themes uh the excitement of working with Minami Matsumai probably propelled him maybe even more than anything in his career I do think it's probably so far the the best thing he's ever done and then Plague of Shadows it felt like he was kind of taking it to new territories going a little bit deeper exploring some new directions you know there's a couple of those uh tracks that had like real real instruments and stuff really really good stuff and then with this 
he's he's exploring that with the tracks we heard in the first chunk of the soundtrack but then with doing these remixes i don't think that's an easy thing to do to try to reuse melodies but to change them up and to make it feel uh comfortable in a different way i think that's actually really hard to do that i agree let's move on to a wintry paradise here we go Awesome. You guys are listening to A Wintry Paradise, once again composed by Jay Kaufman. Oh, we're, we're ending our wintry paradise here in Minnesota, which I'm very excited about. Will, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's it's spring has finally come, and it's very well. Yeah, Will, what are your thoughts on the weather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm delighted by the change of weather, and I'm delighted by this music. Uh, the piece he's remixing was one of the most harmonically audacious uh, in the original Shovel Knight. And so here it's getting even more of kind of a dissonant, almost film noir kind of palette. A lot of these harmonies border on sounding atonal even. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. But it's all held together. It's like this controlled chromaticism yeah and also in this groove presentation but i love how chromatic that melody is it's so evocative it's very late romantic it almost sounds like wagner maybe sure you know something needs to be said uh the advantage of having a consistent and a very clear sense of groove you know with drums and bass it allows for almost anything else on top of it any sort of atonal, wild, experimental thing to be happen on top of it, and you're still going to accept it because you have that sense of propulsion moving forward. Right. So it really does allow for a lot more freedom. I think if we didn't have that sense of groove and we heard these same ideas, I think it would definitely be less engaging. You're much more challenging to listen to. I'm always impressed when people are able to... Uh, use complex harmony and package it in a way that's accept that's accessible um to the average listener i think that's a great thing to strive for awesome well let's move on to another track this one's called our cargo of fineries and this one i know is definitely remixing flying machine one of my favorites from the original shovel knight enjoy guys
And you know, guys, we're going to keep the volume fairly loud here while we talk, because this, these later sections of these remixes are probably my favorite parts of them. Pretty much every single track, the, the one thing that he does keep consistent is after he does most of the material and what you would consider to be a full loop, he, he spends his time just kind of exploring some new harmonic places and some new chords and he kind of takes his time before he repeats it again. And those sections I, I just find uh, really fun to listen to. Me too. Yeah, that chorus idea is filled with so much rich harmony. Uh, I, I love hearing uh, the composer of the piece itself kind of go back to something and expand upon it. Uh, I feel like I'm much more willing to hear... Um, I'm willing to hear much more ambitious changes than uh, I think sometimes when I hear remixes that heavily alter the original, I almost feel like, you know, what right do you have to change something that if it was already perfect? Uh, But it's really fun to hear Jake Hoffman do it because it's not that it's not trying to claim that this is better than the original or uh, it's really just often serving a different purpose yeah. and now they both exist it's kind of like when you think of film music that there might be a character theme but through the course of the film you hear it in so many different presentations these great jay kaufman melodies are like that where it's like the principal elements of the music are so durable and so primal and they're going right. to stick with you you know he could really do hundreds of variations on it and it wouldn't take anything away from the original and maybe there is no definitive version but it's that's true. okay the definitive version is almost what we hear in our head. I know for a fact that there are, will be a lot of people that will think some of these uh, new versions will be the definitive version for them. Like I've heard a lot of people saying that about, for example, Hidden by Night. Uh, and that's awesome. I love that idea. I love, you know, as a composer, how how uh, wonderful is it? It's kind of this gift to, to go back and to see if you can even outdo yourself with the same great melodies. Can I just make it a little this much more exciting, this much more classical? And so you could you can tell he had a wonderful time with this. We're gonna move on to a track called "The Lonely Parapet," and I think this is remixing a boss theme. Now, as we get to the end of the score, we're gonna have a lot of, I believe, uh, remixes of of boss themes. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Will can definitely weigh in uh, if he if he recognizes the name of this one from Shovel Knight. This is "The Lonely Parapet" from Specter of Torment. guys are listening to the lonely parapet from shovel knight specter of torment oh gosh i 
I, I guess I'm a little sad. I'm pretty sure this will be their last DLC, but it, it's always possible, actually very, very likely, that they're just going to make a Shovel Knight 2. Uh, I hope that's their next project, because we need more of this music in the world. Uh, this is just such a gift to video game music fans, so it just makes me happy that I get to say, <laughs> Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment, we get to have a new episode on brand new video game music. How wonderful is this? Here, here, uh, this is an arrangement of uh, fighting with all our might. That's right. Uh, one of my favorite pieces from the original game, a, a combination of these intense rocking rhythms and these almost medieval Renaissance era harmonies, uh, really incredible. It totally sets the stage for this kind of King Arthur Knights tale, um, but also sounds like game Another music. thing, I think it puts to shame so many other video game boss themes because like this is how you do epic you know like in every sense of the word yeah it's shredding it's rocking but just harmonically it evokes this kind of otherworldly sense of like spirituality it's so incredibly epic and it's epic in a way that most other composers don't have the chops to, to, to do right all right folks we're gonna move on to the next track in the soundtrack here oh we should we should probably mention that uh, you know, we're not able to play everything. So there's going to be other tracks uh, that we'll probably want to come back to maybe in a show and tell or Mercado Radio. So just keep that in mind. We, we can only play about 20 or so today, uh, which is the majority of it. Let's move on to Fate Approaches. Here we go. Goodness, what a master here. This is Fate Approaches from Spectre of Torment, composed by Vert. Yeah, and one more time, shout out. You guys should check on YouTube uh, his Twitch streams. You can actually watch him make this music. It's so educational if you're an aspiring composer or even if you're just a fan of this music and want a glimpse into, you know, what it's actually like. I'm pretty sure he twitches, he streams all the time uh, on his Twitch stream, as well as the other folks at Mint Potion. They're always streaming, so... Yeah, if you're curious, definitely check them out. What's so interesting is that one of the chords he uses, one of the chords he uses in this arrangement is a chord I really associate to John Williams. Um, I think it, it happens uh, in the planets at some point. There's a striking moment, uh, but it's a chord construction that you could look at as two ways. You could look at it as an augmented triad with a major seventh, hmm. or the way that I kind of hear it 
is um, a, a John Williamsy like Star Warsy spacey chord, which would be a major chord with a flattened sixth on top of it. But then that flattened sixth being in the bass, being the lowest form of the harmony. But it's this kind of ambiguous sound where it's major, but there's this really prominent dissonance in the lowest voice. It's a super cool chord, and it sounds like film music. And what I think is so great is Shovel Knight and this DLC soundtrack in particular really feels so cinematic um and that's what i think is so amazing not only is jake kaufman nailing you know a classic video game music sound but he's almost past that you know he wants to see how (laughs) epic can i make an 8-bit score and what kind of harmonies outside of the conventional like jazz fusion pop uh vocabulary that that classic games have what other kinds of music can influence me and sure to create this incredible tapestry i mean it's like these shovel knight soundtracks if they existed in the 80s and 90s they would be so celebrated they'd be probably the most celebrated scores in terms of game music i think you're right i I think he must be asking himself that question every single project that he works on and if he is asking himself how epic can i make this i think the answer is epic af (laughs) For sure. Let's now move on to uh, Hitting Close to Home, and I believe this is remixing the Tower of Fate's entrance. Let's take a listen. listening to Hitting Close to Home, composed by Jake Kaufman from Spectre of Torment. You know, one thing that I think is particularly challenging about making a score that's pretty much in this vein exclusively, I mean, you know, we get a couple of different change of paces. We have, you know, some of those kind of pretty waltzes that we have in the beginning, but for the most part, the score is very blood-pumping, up-tempo rock, uh, mixed with Baroque classical I think it's easy to kind of lose steam as a listener, and I imagine as a composer, to have to keep working with this paintbrush over and over again, but he's able to make every single remix kind of on its own and stand out in a way where I can't imagine another composer being as uh, gifted at doing that. I feel like if almost anyone else had this job, taking those, even if they were using the same good melodies, I feel like I would just kind of tune out and stop listening but every single one of these sure is just so intentional and so creative um and again they kind of serve this dual purpose of as a new listener you're definitely i guarantee you're going to enjoy this it's just great video game music but 
is a fan of the original, it, it, it's it's such a gift. Well, it almost sounds like we're being paid to advertise this soundtrack release, but sadly there hasn't been an official release yet, so I'm clamoring very for soon. the day um, when we can pay for this. I think maybe next week or, or the week after. Very, very soon, yeah. Uh, and and we like we mentioned, very, very soon will also be uh, the launch on a bunch of other platforms. So enjoy, Switch owners. It's not going to last. Your exclusivity will not last long. Okay. We, we will enjoy it. We will. We will. Fine. I will. Definitely. All right. Let's now move on to Go No Further. Here we go. You know, I swear some of these um, remixes near the end of the score, it kind of gets jumbled. I know that it's it has certain melodic elements from Shovel Knight, but I can't really even dissect where it's from. Well, the Shovel Knight score is so thematic and motivic and is constantly <laughs> self-referential and, you know, bringing up this whole tapestry of themes. And so when he's going to do remixes of that, it's like... It, it starts to um, get really confusing because uh, that theme ba, 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 is given so many presentations in the original Shovel Knight. Uh, so yeah, we don't necessarily just associate it with one piece, but that's what's great about this. Uh, it, it's more like film music where it's the musical idea itself, that short little melody, um, that's the real thing. Ev- everything else is just um, a interpretation of that in a singular presentation. Uh, and it makes all this music feel all the more welcome and less like, you know, a bonus or a dessert and more like new, innovative ways of presenting some of the same melodic material. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. All right. So we're approaching the end. We have, I think, maybe three more tracks to go. Let's move on to Embraced by Darkness. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Embraced by Darkness, maybe the most epic track of the whole score. Holy moly, this is just... I don't know what this is on. This is on caffeine. This is on... I don't know what, but it's just absolutely off the rails in the best possible way. Holy smokes. Yeah. There's... It's barring from the lich yard and fighting with all of our might and so all many. these different... Uh, melodic ideas coming together there really is that sense of climax if, if you think about this whole soundtrack as like a symphony this is the moment when all of the motives are coming together like I, I don't know if you think about like the the last movement of uh, Tchaikovsky's uh, fourth symphony um, in the final moments uh, we get this uh, it's so incredible because all of these themes that we've been hearing kind of coalesce uh, right in just the last couple minutes of it, and it's really exciting, and it's what let and it's what lets you know that the end is coming. I get that yeah. sense here where it's like. I don't know. It almost feels like it's going to explode because all of these <laughs> musical ideas are so florid and working together. And oh my goodness. I mean, not just to mention Phenomenal. how rhythmically active it is. It, it feels like it's just close to bursting. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up soon because I don't know if we can take much more epic shreddage. But <laughs> all right. We, we have uh, two more for the day. This is Know Thy True Self. And he's not going to let up. Uh, it's just the end of the score is just 11 out of a 10 intensity. Let's take a listen to Know Thy True Self. listening to Know Thy True Self from Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment, composed by Jay Kaufman. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think another thing that I would like to talk just a little bit about before we close this episode is the wonderful VRC6 chip. He decided to use that chip for the original, and I think it was such a great choice because it feels familiar and nostalgic and old school, but it gives him so much more wiggle room for having lusher textures, uh, more fuller chords, more different uh, timbres, just much more expression. And I don't think there is anyone who would ever think that for these for these other entries in, in the series that they would ever want that to change. Like, oh, he should move on to something else. Like, Shovel Knight needs to be on the VRC6. Like, that's part of what makes right. it feel like Shovel Knight. What's so crazy is he's almost 
owned those sounds and those timbres in I a know, way that right? other soundtracks have. You know, before maybe I would have heard uh, that sawtooth in the bass as like, oh, that sounds like the Castlevania Three Japanese version. But now this is ERC Six Chip sounds like Shovel Knight. And to anybody who maybe thought he was being lazy and not focused enough on the original game of not being able to condense things to the three voices, to me this score and I don't know who would think that because they'd be daft. <laughs> so daft. But to me, this score is almost justifying the need of all those voices because it's such a complex texture. Yeah. There's so much rich counterpoint. I mean, if you expanded this out to an orchestra, you'd have a full thing. All you would maybe do is uh, have doubling for each of those individual ideas. I mean, there's more than enough here to communicate something for a hundred players, let alone six. It's crazy. All right, guys, let's play the last track of the day. This is An Imposition of Order from Spectre of Torment. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us as we explored the newest installment in the Shovel Knight series. Wow, this music is amazing. And well, I don't know, don't you think that a Shovel Knight 2 is in order very soon? Gosh, I sure hope so. And this DLC is amazing, but I miss Shovel Knight. Uh, I miss (laughs) fighting with a shovel. Uh, I I like him as a character. I I want to see where his continued adventures go. Um, I think it would be really fun if they evolved this series in a hypothetical universe so that Shovel Knight 2 was like 16-bit and felt like a Genesis game How or an SNES game be? or something. Maybe like have two different modes where one is like an SNES and one's Genesis. Well, you know Jake is an absolute beast at FM synth music, so that would be really cool to, to hear. Oh, that, how fun is that idea? Every game that comes out is the, another generation in video game history. Well, and as we continue to progress with technology, some things that might now feel like uncanny, like who would really want it to look like a PS2 game? But maybe in 10 years, you know, that will be nostalgic and look kind of classic the way that like an N64 game might. I think it would be funny if they kind of evolved this series, um, like starting from now in almost real time. All right, so we're going to play you out with the announce trailer music, which is really, really awesome. This was the first piece of music that people heard. I can't really say from the game because trailer music is not music that's featured in the game, uh, but we're still going to play out with it because it was, you know, related to this this installment. Uh, really, really awesome. And what he does here is he kind of combines the VRC6 sounds with um, 
other other sounds as well. Uh, so we're going to play you guys out with this. We're really excited because next week is going to be part one of a two-part series celebrating the impending launch of Ukulele, and we have some very exciting things related to that uh, for the next two weeks. So we can't wait Possibly to... Possibly speaking with the composers, maybe, but we won't say. Maybe. Yeah, so we're excited for you guys to hear our next two episodes and the other ones after that too. All right. You guys can find our website, supermercadobros.com, every episode of our podcast, as well as our original music. You can follow us on Twitter, at Mercado Bros, on Facebook as well, and YouTube. Thanks to everyone for leaving nice iTunes reviews. That's a really great way for newer people to discover the show. We really appreciate that. And also, uh, to our new patrons, you guys are, all of our patrons are the best uh, really, we would not be able to continue doing this show without you guys. So if you're curious, check out our Patreon page. We hope you enjoyed our little uh, April Fool's uh, crossover. <laughs> yeah, we should mention that at the was beginning a joke. of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Stephen and Brian Kelly, uh, I want to give a shout out to Stephen, who actually uh, kind of came up with uh, the conception of this. And if you yeah, that was fun. check out the most recent episode of the Overclocked podcast, you'll notice that um, you'll hear sort of the other side of that phone call Indeed. with us. So that was really fun. We also wanted to remind you guys that uh, listener show and tell is coming up so please continue to send your tracks in even if you sent something um, since the last one feel free to you know send another email just yeah. so we can make sure we can keep track of all the submissions because there is quite a lot of music good reminder well we've already been getting a slew of them so thank you everyone we're probably not going to have time to respond to them individually but thanks for the, the submissions so far keep them coming so that one is going to be scheduled to air on April 24th which means we're going to be recording uh, that show and te- listener show and tell episode on Wednesday, April 19th. So as long as you can get your submissions in, I would say by maybe like the 17th, we, you should be have a chance to, to try to make that episode. All right, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.